All right. Well, welcome back to the Temporal Eternal Podcast. We are so glad that you are joining us today. Once again, Temporal Eternal is all about focusing on eternity, putting eternity to the forefront of our mind, um, in our decision making, in the way we prioritize things, in the way we think about things. Um, when we don't have a lens of eternity, um, we can sometimes make short-sighted decisions that um, really only affect, affect our time here on earth. So really, that is our mm -hmm. focus. Uh, we are a faith-based podcast of the Christianity religion. Uh, myself and Brennan are here today. Uh, Matt What's up, guys? Matt was going to join us, but he lives in Cincinnati, and for whatever reason, on Saturdays, his internet just does not function. It's Never like, works. Never works. It's like the second or third <laughs> time in a row. Um, that this has happened. Uh, we've had some uh, really incredible guests on the last couple weeks as well. We had uh, Pastor Sean Santorino, mm -hmm. Pastor Daniel um, Arenas. I always mess up his last name. So I just call him <laughs> Pastor Daniel. It's a cool name, but I, I can't hit it. So, but anyways, um, yeah, we have a really cool topic today um, that mm -hmm. Brennan picked out, and it's uh, really in, in, in integrity and character. And really uh, walking in biblical integrity in a world that is trying hmm. to flip morals and character um, on its head, right? And so yeah. this is a really fascinating conversation. I want to start with some scriptures, Brennan, and then hmm. um, even like you know what you wrote about this whole like flips on on your head is is a really fascinating thing because um, just truth in general has been, you know, yeah. it's like it's like there's certain things, and we could you know we could dive into it a little bit, but um, yeah. there's a lot to it. So let me, let me read a couple of scriptures. So Proverbs 10, nine, it says, whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but he who makes his um, ways crooked will be found out. Right. And so like, mm. you know, you've ever heard the thing, like, you know, if you do something in the dark, it, it, you know, will come to light. And for some people, like, I do believe that's, that's true. Right. Um, what I will say is some people, I, I don't think that is true, but it will be found out under heaven, right? Like it will be found, find, found out at judgment day that, that God sees everything. I'm um, not to scare yeah. people, but just to bring the reality to it. I have a, a Proverbs 28, six better is a poor man who walks in his integrity than a rich man who is crooked in his way. Um, so that's really uh, something that we could definitely take from in the workplace, right? In integrity and sales and those things like that. So we'll touch on that as well. And then Proverbs yeah. 11, three, the integrity of the upright guides them but the crookedness of the treacherous destroys them. So it's really showing a cause and effect here. A lot of uh, Proverbs, and there's some really interesting stuff, um, you know, that is looking at the New Testament as well. Um, but those are, the Proverbs talk about it a lot, and I think sometimes they're a little bit more digestible because they're, uh, you know, shorter and, and concise. Mm -hmm. But um, but yeah, Brendan, I, you know, let's just, I would love to hear from you just to start out kind of your initial yeah. thoughts about yeah. this and, and how it impacts all of our lives. Yeah, one one quick uh, other scripture, First Peter three sixteen says, "Have a good conscience, so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame." And I think it's interesting because it's like, hey, if you're living and walking, you know, uh, uprightly, do it so that if someone does try and call you out, that you know your your character, your it's going to speak for itself, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, I, I think just to break this thought down a little bit. Um, and why we want to kind of approach it is is because I, I I agree so much with that that first thing you kind of mentioned uh, and alluded to, Donald. It's like truth itself uh, is really being dismantled. I think today, you know, like yeah. it, it's it's becoming very uh, subjective in a way where it's like, well, my version of truth might be yeah, different than truth. your version of yeah. truth. Uh, li live your best life, live, live your truth, you know, mm -hmm. uh, these kinds of phrases are, are being tossed around. And so it, the, the problem with that um, is, you know, and, and people come from all kinds of different walks of life and, and what you believe is a moral standard. Um, definitely, I think whether you, whether we would admit it or not, definitely comes from uh, societal factors around us, uh, culture, um, where you live in the world, what uh, moral standard is, uh, what what maybe common law is. So there's a lot that goes into this. But then from the biblical side, we know very clearly it's defined in Scripture uh, what right is, uh, what right from wrong is. And so yeah. 
when you have kind of the world around us maybe telling us one way of, okay, this is how you should live, or why would you follow that way, or I think differently, therefore, my standard of correctness is different than your standard of correctness. How do you make that decision? How do you distinguish between that? Uh, one is as uh, individual in society, but then two is as a Christian, as a believer and walking in faith, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I think, I think over history uh, today has its own unique challenges within that. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's what our conversation wants to be uh, for us today is just like, what, what does that look like for us to walk in integrity? What does it mean to have consistent character uh, within us as individuals. And I, I think it's, I, I don't know, what, what do you think, Donald? It, it, it's becoming more and more challenging in some ways for people, not so much that it's like, oh man, I'm just being broken down and I'm just going to give in and I'm going to, you know, uh, give myself away to sin or things like that. But I think that it, it does, it starts to wear down on you when you just see such, um, I don't know, corruptness and, and integrity in the world, you know? Yeah, so I think, you know, I think I think you hit it right on the head, right, is, um, and what I would say, and I'm not a historian buff, right, I'm, I'm a, uh, you know, I, I am not a college graduate, so, you know, I, I don't, uh, you know, don't, Professor uh, Horseman, I, I that'd be not, pretty, yeah. pretty legit name, though, it I, would I gotta be. That's, say, that's a good last name for, for a professor, I was just saying, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe Donnie Haven or Emberley might, uh, Oh, or the next, like a or the next one coming. A history professor in particular, just like yes. Professor oh, Horseman. Sure. Like, sounds like he's from Oxford. You know, sounds like yeah. he's somewhere in England. <laughs> um, but anyways, here, here's what's happened um, from what I've heard and from what I've seen a little bit is um, the, and there's, there's a couple terms for it that I can't think of off the top of my head, but really Americanism, right? And, mm. uh, and yeah. Christianity have aligned in their beliefs for decades a lot of ways obviously like racism no um mm. and and the things with uh with slavery and and uh civil rights and those side of type of things like yeah. that uh, christianity does not uh, align um with what happened right uh you know 50 70 years ago at this point now but um yeah what i will say is a lot of the thought processes the moral standards um lined up were the same as the Bible. We are a, uh, you know, Christian based country, right? We were, um, you know, we, this, this country was, was founded, right? Obviously there were people here before and we won't get into all that. Right. But the people that came from Europe, um, that settled here had a faith. And so a lot of their priorities and standards and things like that, um, the governmental laws really reflected faith and reflected the Bible in a lot of capacity. What we've seen um, decade after decade, and I, I actually mentioned this in a podcast, I forget which one, it was like the last couple of weeks, but, um, and I, I didn't get the quote perfectly well, but um, I think actually we, I think Pastor Mike might've said it one time, or I heard it somewhere, but one generation's compromises is another generation's mm. standards. And so yeah. what's happened is there's been a, a deterioration right of what is right and what is not and um and the whole social construct of good and bad and and you know like you were saying like okay this is my truth and now it's it's not only as a society it's like individually you know this is this is my truth this is what my truth is and the issue with that is as Christ, as christians like if we believe right that hey the word of god is infallible is the word of God perfect? That's a very interesting conversation that we should probably have a separate podcast about uh, mm -hmm. where there's some contradictions that you could potentially look at in the Bible, not major ones, but there, there's a couple things here and there or, um, you know, some illustrations, right? We're like, well, you know, the earth isn't flat. The earth is 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 round. We know that now. Yes, because the, the writers were imperfect people, but the infallible word of God is the truth of God. Right. And so yeah, right. at the, at the end of the day, we believe that our <laughs> lives and our standards should be reflective of that instead of what my life is, what I want my priorities to be, what my experience and feelings are will dictate what I take from the Bible and what I live by. And so that, that's the first and foremost. So we're going to, mm -hmm. you know, that is its own conversation. We need to do a whole yeah. podcast on that, but we're yeah. really going to work our way from, 
the word of God. That's our foundation. That's of whatever Jesus has said and whatever the Bible has said. We are going to use that, right, as the foundation of what our lives should look like, what we should be doing, what we shouldn't be doing, and and all of those things. Yeah. No, and, and it's true because when we bring it back to the Bible, it's again, it's very clear. Like you said, there's some things that um, – uh, people will go back and forth on and things like that, Old Testament things where it's like, well, they practiced this and that was clearly wrong. You know, but look at the teachings of Jesus, like you just said, and and it clearly establishes uh, what God's moral construct is for us to walk and to live. Um, there's another scripture. Let me see if I can pull up real quick. Uh, I don't think it's one you read. I think it's, uh, yeah, Proverbs 20, verse 7. It says, the righteous who walks in his integrity Blessed are his children after him. So it kind of plays into that generational thing. It's like righteousness, uh, integrity. One, it's interesting how scripture kind of pulls those two together. Um, But look at Proverbs. Look at uh, James. Look at these writings uh, in scripture. And I think that, okay, practical side of it. How do we know what what kind of integrity, how, uh, what kind of, um, what kind of rightful way we should be walking in what's our gauge uh one it is biblical it's it's scripture it's look at the character of who god is and who he has called us to live uh, or how he has called us to live and walk in our lives and and do we apply that do we apply that at home do we apply that in relationship do we apply that in the workplace because and i think we'll we'll kind of break down a couple of these areas specifically uh raising kids uh, treating your family, like all of these things, it's it's really about looking back to, okay, how has God set this up um, to use wisdom in this day and age where people may choose to do things, and, and this is conversation, not to get too too far off of it, but I think this I think this is a on point example um, of conversations I've had with some people who don't necessarily walk in uh, Christianity per, per se or um, uh, maybe some that do, but the conversation kind of goes with, well, I think this is right for me, um, or, I, or I don't think this practice in life or this thing I'm doing is wrong. Therefore, to me, it's not wrong, you know? Um, and so I think that we, we one, as, as a Christian, uh, have an, a, a moment where we can make a decision, okay, what am I going to do? But yeah. then you also have this this idea where we've talked about before, too, you know, kind of the idea of, like, how are we being a light? How are we being a witness? How are we shining in the world around us? Mm-hmm. And so I think this is a crucial conversation about integrity. One is, are we, are we living and walking in a tech and, and guys, we're all, we're all human beings. We all make mistakes. Yeah. Uh, it's not a license to sin, but it's an awareness of how can we look towards God uh, yeah, and his call in our life to be a light a in the world. Yeah. It's yeah. a movement towards like, right. you know, there, there's a difference between, <clears throat> So like repentance means to turn away from your sins. Right. Mm -hmm. And so there's a, there's a difference between like staying in it and then justifying it. Like you're saying and pulling out scriptures or picking and choosing, or there's a, there's like, Hey, I'm, I'm making strides and movement towards, um, repentance. I'm, I'm trying to avoid these things or I'm trying to do what is righteous in, in the eyes of, of God and of Christ. And so, I think a lot of that is important. Um, you know, you might have, and I, I might be a little bit of different in my theology and mindset towards that. I, a lot of old school uh, people might be like, "No, it's it's this way or the highway." And I'm like, "Yeah, but if we <laughs> if we if we opened up the the hidden parts of your life, you know, would you say that with every single area of your life? You know, what I'm saying, yeah. And so um, the truth is, is not to justify people." Um, who sin or make mistakes, but the, the, again, it's, it's more of like, are you, are you intentionally going towards Christ trying to set yourself up or are you just living in it and existing in it? And so I think let's, let's, let's go over a couple, you know, maybe thoughts about some scenarios. Um, Mm -hmm. we have, we have different areas of our life. So we have our lives personally. Um, we have, um, within uh work that's an important one work or school we'll kind of put those together um, yep. we have uh within our family um both that could be your own kids or or your parents or stuff like that um and then i would say relationships that could be friendships that could be um more of a, a romantic 
relationship, right? And so those are primarily um, the areas of of integrity, right? And so I think um, yeah. To start off, I actually I want to I want to go one place, and then we'll maybe hit hit these things um, individually. Um, well, yeah, yeah, I think we can do that. So go for it. So the what what one of the things I wrote down right in and something that Brendan kind of had talked about um, is, and we're gonna kind of talk about this in another another podcast as well. But like just what your intake is, right? And so, um, you know, for me, I think what's extremely important is what we watch, what we listen to, what we surround ourselves with. And then here's the second version, who we watch, who we listen to, who we surround ourselves with. And so um, both of those versions of those statements um, are extremely important. Right. So we're going to hit kind of some specifics, but I want to start off with that because sometimes sometimes in my head, I'm thinking of like me and I'm thinking like, man, if I listen to this and I. I might not have everything together in a certain area. Um, I would feel like just like really, really crappy, which sometimes the conviction of the Holy Spirit, right? I, I personally believe a conviction comes from the Holy Spirit. Condemnation comes from the enemy, right? Like, um, Lord, he, he hasn't just come to condemn the world, really he's come to save the world, right? So there's conviction to bring us closer to Jesus. Uh, condemnation really attacks. Uh, what the enemy would do is just send lies and, and um, try to attack uh, you know, who you are, your identity, and, and believe that you're not loved or believe that you can't be forgiven or believe this is just who you are for the rest of your life, right? So that's why I wanted to take right. this first, which is um, those little things can cause such an impact. Like me and yeah. me, and, like we'll hit TV real quick and this might sound, you might go out there. These guys are super religious. No, I, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to hit a few different things. Um, I, uh, you know, we went to a, a, a new church our last year of ministry, and uh, one of the pastors there really challenged uh, the staff on, like, what were we watching? And mm-hmm. uh, G- Game of Thrones was, like, a really big uh, show. I We never watched it. Me and Azzy never watched it. Um, but it was really big, and it was kind of rampant in some of our church where people were watching it, and Game of Thrones uh, specifically has, like, a lot of sexuality, a lot of um, graphic violence and things like that. And so, um, but like there was other things that like me and like I'd watch uh, sometimes, not all the time because I thought it was kind of a dumb show, but uh, you know, The Bachelor or um, The Bachelorette with Azzy. And we got to a, a spot where I told Azzy, I go like, hey, I don't, I don't think we should watch this. I was like, but I said, you know, hey, you, I'm going to let you kind of make that decision for, for yourself. I'm not going to watch it. I was like, because mm. I, you know, I have. Um, a history of struggling with lust and I think you know looking at uh, women in uh, you know clothes that uh, are very revealing is probably not a good good thing for a person like me right and so sure um, and then we prayed about it and she's like yeah you know what let's let's not watch that right and so there's other things yeah. that we've watched uh, vul- you know stuff with vulgarity um, stuff with especially with with sexuality stuff with like way too much violence where you go like hey like mm-hmm. This isn't this isn't okay, right? And so um, those things affected us. Another one for me was was video games, right? So video games, you kind of is it's it can be, but all these things can be escapism, right? And video games is fantasy, and so there's there's definitely a correlation. Not not I'm not saying across the board, but there's definitely a correlation with video games and pornography, and you live in this this fantasy world, right? And and that's all that that stuff is, right? And so all of these things, um, yeah, can affect you, right? I would I would stay up late and play video games, and then I'd be more apt to have lustful thoughts because I should be sleeping. You think about the script. You think about the story of 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 David and Bathsheba, and David saw her on the rooftop bathing. Why? Well, because it says when, when the, in the season, when the Kings go out to war. Mm -hmm. So, you know, usually David should be somewhere else, but he wasn't where he was supposed to be. And that set him up to, to fall for his character and his integrity. That's one, one of his, there's been a plenty of mistakes he made, but that was one of his biggest moral failures that gets highlighted in his story. Um, Yeah. Once again, he does repent and God gives, redeems him. There is repercussions for, uh, for those things, but he also, you know, gives David second chances there. And so, you know, what we watch, um, what we surround yeah. ourselves with, what we listen to, who we watch, who we surround ourselves with, 
who we listen to, um, even in the even in the workplace, and what people are prioritizing, and the vulgarity of their jokes, and all those things like that, can wear away at us and wear away at like yeah. really what's important and what's right and what's wrong. Yeah, and and I think that the the counter argument to that could be well that doesn't affect me or that doesn't make me stumble but the thing is is you got to really challenge yourself and like you said you know you might have the feeling initially towards it like oh that's extreme or like i can control myself but but here's the reality of it is things that are even subliminally constructed in a way that is going to deface the character that god has called you to live in eventually is going to have an effect and an influence on you right mm. you know and so it's like it is it's it, it is being so careful that the things that we intake because a lot of times what you intake is going to be what you regurgitate you yep. know and so That's it's good. like it's it's whether it's the the mentality or the word or the idea or just the thought process or, or, or even the foothold you know it's like scripture tells us like satan is roaming around like a, a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour uh that doesn't sound very uh like he's he's trying to do it softly no like he's tried he's trying to tear you down and he's gonna find whatever way he can and it's not like oh man like i i I, I chose adamantly to do this and now I'm in this place where I'm wrecked by sin. Usually it's small subliminal things over time. And, and that's, I think what we see, I think that's where we see where we, we slowly get away from scripture and, and the word integrity, like by definition, it's to have honesty. And I think this is a really key factor going along with what you're saying, Donald, is not only what are we, are we allowing in to influence us, but integrity in itself is to have honesty and then to have good, uh, good. Let me look back at this. Cause it's, it's really interesting how it says it, it says, uh, the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles uh, and moral uprightness. So to have strong morals and principles, one, and I think this goes kind of specifically, maybe uh, particularly in, in workplace or school, uh, because a lot of times this is where you might interact with people of a variety of different uh, moral constructs within their life. And if you don't know how to define integrity in your own life, you know, these are the things I'm going to choose to do or not to do or say or not to say or look at or not look at. Um, these are all decisions that you make that say, hey, this is what's right for my life and what's wrong for my life, especially in accordance to me trying to pursue God and pursue a relationship with him and pursue my faith. And so if you don't know that, right, uh, we're not going to know what's right from wrong. And that maybe seems really simple, but I think it's practical for us as believers to go to the word and really hold strong to what we believe morally and, and allow good influence in our life to, to have that in a balance, you know, uh, to where we're not bashing people over the head with scripture yeah. or the Bible and saying, Hey, like you're wrong. And I don't do this because you're like a terrible person. If you think that or do that, like, look, not everybody had the, the background you have in church or scripture and they don't know. Some people just don't know. They never knew it was wrong to do that. And so do you know your, do you know your moral construct? Do you know what your, uh, what your qualifiers are for integrity? And I think you got to start there. Well, we all, we all have our own things, right? Like I was, I was talking mm -hmm. about this, um, last week with Daniel and Matt and it was just like hey you know my biggest thing for for so long was I was just like on and off struggling with lust right and like as I've you know am I still fighting it and still resist temptation yeah I mean pr probably till the day I die there'll be sometimes where there's temptations in some way right sure um, yeah yeah but but what was fascinating was um in the last few years where I've really kind of um been able to have a greater awareness of it and mm. um and be able to uh, have str strides towards it. What ended up happening was, as I as, as I become to move, you know move forward from from those things and those mentalities and those struggles, I started to realize, crap, dude. Like I sometimes have a temper issue, and mm. and I have a patience issue, and yeah. holy smokes, I'm a little prideful. I have and I didn't see these things because of this one thing. And so what I would say to some yeah. people. And this is then this is something that I've realized about my life that we have to be super careful of and really pray, you know, search my heart, oh God, and show me, give me some self-awareness, Holy Spirit, like reveal those things because you know me better than I know myself. Sometimes we can fool ourselves into thinking like, hey, I got all my crap together. 
And it's, it's the same principle in the scripture where it says, hey, you know, you're looking at a little sawdust in your, your brother's eye when you have a plank in your own. Well, what, what are we talking about there? You're looking, and it's easy for you to look at somebody else's struggles that you have in actually pretty good shape. You might go, hey, man, mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't struggle with addiction in that way at all. Hmm. I don't. I, I have no struggles with it. And so you can look down upon somebody who does and be like, I don't know what they get. But then if we look at your life and the priorita- prioritization of your finances and of greed and yeah. of idolatry and of having envy against, you know, coveting, you know, then, then you're like, whoa, hold yeah. on a second. Bro. So, so that's why mm-hmm. you have to be super careful. Like Brennan was saying as like, you know, don't, you know, oh, well, I, I don't get it. Well, we all have our different vices, right? Paul talks about the thorn yeah. right in his side. Like we all have these different things of, you know, how, um, you know, maybe what we have gone through, maybe generationally, yeah. you know, what we have learned, um, a scripture that you were talk that you're kind of, we're really illustrating Brendan in your conversation. One of my favorite scriptures, Hebrews, Hebrews two, one, we must pay the most careful attention therefore to what we have heard so that we do not drift away. And so that, mm. that picture of drifting away, it's spot on exactly what Brennan said, right? It's, it's yeah. it usually happens little by little. It's one compromise. It's yep. uh, not calling something out. It's not letting somebody, somebody know, um, you know, for me, I mean, that's what it was. It was like, at first it was just like maybe looking at somebody in a bikini or just like checking somebody out and then it gets worse and worse and worse and worse. Right. And so that yeah. can happen in any ways. It could happen with integrity, with finances. It could happen, um, you know, within the compromise of, of who you hang out with that you go, um, you know, that's a good one too. We need to have a conversation about, I heard, um, I forget his name. He used to be the young adults pastor of the Potter's house. Um, oh, oh shoot. I forget his name. Really, really interesting dude. But he talked about, this should just be a topic that we'll have to hit. So I'm just gonna say it now, but he talked about, he believes that Jesus didn't hang out with sinners. Sinners hung out hmm. with Jesus. Hmm. And just like, so we'll have to hit that. Another, Cause some people are like, Whoa, I'm trying to be I like light. that. Yeah, yeah, but that's a whole nother. We'll we'll make a whole podcast about that. You, you see how this goes, guys? We like we we talk, and then we're like, oh man, that's a good topic. <laughs> yeah, we bounce around. So, so leave, leave a comment on on what you guys want to hear from yes, us. Yes, so. please do, please do. <laughs> Especially some of our faithful listeners. I know Brock, Vernon. Shout out to some of you guys. A few, a few of you, Lena, a lot of y'all um, that listen to a few or some. But okay, mm-hmm. let's let's hit for the next like eight to ten minutes as we wrap up. I want to hit some actual yeah. scenarios, Brennan. Um, you know, some actual things in the workplace, in home life, like what yeah. are some things that maybe we need, um, to, to really address unless there's something you want to add real quick. No, I, I think it goes right into the, that vein, um, specifically, because I think that when you look at school and workplace, uh, like I said, you got to know where your morals are at because it's so easy. And I think you hit it right there is like to compromise, yeah. uh, to fall in. And, and we're like at work. Maybe it's just the banter you have with people where they're using certain language or, yeah. uh, or things that are being jokes. said. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, you want to. And again, it's not like this middle school mentality. I think sometimes that kind of follows suit even in adulthood within workplaces where you like you want to fit in with these people. You mm-hmm. want to engage with them. And so you might catch yourself doing that. But again, it's like knowing the heart of where your morals are at uh, is going to set you up for success. And I think this is the tie over is it does start at home. And you mentioned something that I think really can be a catalyst where it can be make it or break it for our integrity. Um, even sometimes more uh, or, or compounding within sin is this idea of pride because pride, like you said, Donald, might keep me from actually attacking the things that I struggled with in the past. Uh, whether it was a struggle, right? Yeah, exactly. You know. Because it, it, it yeah, it, it might be those things that now in your life, wherever you've, you're at, maybe you've come through them, but pride mm-hmm. can say, oh, I'm over that. I'm done with that. I don't need to, you know, like this isn't a problem for me. So I can, therefore, we start to justify the things that yeah. we intake, you know? And so, but, and I say it starts at home because I think that you're more reflective of your integrity absolutely when you're at home in front of your spouse or your kids or your family um because your guards down a little bit more but the goal here is is that it starts at home so that we have a strong integrity within who we are it's it's like scripture talks about what's done in the dark will be revealed in the light yeah it's it's this idea that like hey like when nobody's watching 
I mean, it's kind of like that that golden rule, if you will. Like when nobody's watching, are you are you walking and living with the same integrity that you would if somebody was watching and paying attention to how you would do things? Yeah. And I think that's our that starts at home because it's easy for us to fall into other patterns at home and then put a face on and this i think happens a lot in christian circles even i'll call it out you know where it's like hey we have might have a face at church but then at home man it looks totally different it's because it's it's all about performance right yeah it's 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 because and this is something i've i've really worked on because as he as he really got frustrated with me in i think uh, we're all guilty of it in some capacity Yeah, you know, got, well, in, in ministry, because I was very political, right? I just, I, sure. it, it, not like I was doing it because I wanted to be, but because in a lot of ways I was like, you know, trying to uh, be, you know, someone that could be respected. And also like sometimes I would hmm. maybe not give honest feedback or um, sure. be sure. a yes man and things like that. So there's a, t- a ton of different layers to it. But what right. I've solely been trying to work on, and this is something I'm, I'm not, not got all done yet is like i i cannot be i I cannot allow myself to be a performer that like you know if i'm on the stage right and that was for me i was on the stage preaching but like on on any stage on the stage of of friends on the stage publicly on the stage of of work on a zoom call whatever it is is that um we have to really strive to be the same person and and what that means is it means a couple things it means there's there's no letting your guard down like like letting your guard down is like yeah you're resting that's what it should be like taking a break but for some people letting your guard down at home has been like compromising and giving into your flesh and your sinful nature let's just call it as it is and so here's here's the two things that happened that i'm striving for and i'm not near right now a is making sure that I don't give into flesh and to the things that God doesn't want me to at home, right? Which might be impatience with my kids, <clears throat> which might be laziness. That's a really big one, which might be gluttony. Sure. You know, I mean, yeah. we're talking about some other ones. But then also what well, on the other side of it, it means that we have to allow ourselves to live in transparency hmm. and dysfunction in public. Like we, we yeah. have to be a little bit unpolished. And so that's, that's, that's the, that's the only way this thing works is that, yeah. you know, we, we begin to go, okay, like what isn't of you, God? And what am I justifying? Because I'm, mm-hmm. I'll never forget Tom Flaherty, Brennan, we, he was talking about, he was actually talking about like sin and especially lust with pastors. This was like a meeting yeah. a few years ago. And he says, you know, the reason that church leaders have such struggles with that and sin is what they do is they justify it. They say mm. they, they pity themselves and they go, Hey, yeah. I, I've worked so hard or I've had such a stressful life or such a stressful week that I'm just going to let, let up. And, and we really can't allow that. So we have to have, yeah, we have to have integrity and in making sure like, okay, this is not, this is, this is of the spirit. We need to rest correctly, but then also we need to live like, broken humans honest you know what i'm saying yeah. say you're gonna say all your crap to everybody but like at the end of the day it's just like you know just be in public be it's okay to be a little imperfect it's okay to be a little unpolished and to be honest with you i think you can make a greater impact in people's lives when they don't 100 yeah because i think that whether it's it's your kids viewing you whether whether you're in church or you're um whether you're in leadership whatever that looks like all around people at work, how they see you, if they can see an authentic you, yes. um, where they, like you said, Donald, where there's, there's, there's calculated, you know, or not calculated, there's, there's growth that happens within you as an individual, but you're willing to be honest with, Hey, I'm, here's my flaws. Here's my imperfect, yes. you know, points that I'm trying to grow in. And this is how I'm approaching it. And this is how I'm seeking God in it. When people see that, because I think more and more in our society where we, we kind of started off with this idea that integrity uh, and morals are kind of flips up, flipped upside down and, and truth is very, very uh, all over the place with with what people agree on. So it's hard to it's hard to nail that down. What would it look like if people are being authentic with their journey of growing with God? Because I think that if someone's going to come to a knowledge of Jesus Christ to become a believer, to become a follower of Christ, that is not 
in order for them to see that in somebody else, they have to see somebody walking in an, in an authentic experience of who he is. Yeah. And if they don't, they probably don't want anything to do with it. And so integrity to me looks like whether it's in, in the home, whether it's with uh, my family, my wife, uh, my, my daughter that we're going to have soon, you know, yeah. uh, whether it's in my workplace or people that I'm, I'm, I'm even just engaging with. It's does that line up? Does that match with the authentic experience that I might even be working through right now in my life? Mm-hmm. You know, and am I walking that out in a way that that honors God? You know, yeah. do we make decisions? Do we do we have actions that honor God? And I think that that's really the heart of where we can find our integrity is like, are we honoring God with what we're doing, with what we're saying, what we're yeah. involving ourselves in? And that's an interesting concept you brought up before where it's like, you know, sinners hanging out with Jesus uh, versus him opting. To, it's like, no, he just he lived the way that he did. Uh <clears throat> in integrity in the Lord, you know, and people saw an authentic difference in that and they wanted what he had. And I think that's why they flocked to him, you know? So do we walk in that way? And it's a big challenge, but realize that guys like it's a process, but be authentic with that process uh, and not try and make it a facade that it's not. No. Yeah. Authenticity. It can only happen when you're imperfect, right? Like Mm. we are only can even strive towards, uh, being perfect in the eyes of Lord because of the grace um, of of Jesus Christ, right? But at the end of the day, we are imperfect. This is a a huge yeah. struggle, and I'm I'm gonna I'm trying to unpack, I'm gonna try to unpack this as quickly as possible, um, but it might be too much. And I'm I'm still trying to as you're talking, Brennan. I think we're we're hitting something. Uh, the church really struggles with this, especially like. Mm especially like old school leadership and pastors where there has to be like this, like visual of, Hey, I got it all together, not in a prideful yeah. way, but like, Oh, I, I can't let people know that. Like I also struggle or what's going on in my right. Life. Cause it dismantles the whole thing. It, it, it does. It's like, Oh, well, do, do I, should I question my faith? But the truth of it matters yeah. is that true authenticity can only happen when perfectionism is killed. Hmm. It's, it can only happen like that. And the, here's the reason yeah. why it's, why it's important as well is if you live in a false reality of perfectionism, you will never fully overcome the struggles of your life and the secret sin because you're always hiding right behind a narrative that isn't true. And yeah. so, and so I know this is a lot like you might, you might go, Holy smokes, but <laughs> this is, this is coming. This is like <laughs> me talking about my life here is because I was, I was so much about the performance and making sure I had all my ducks in a row that I, I couldn't fully walk through the process of healing, repentance, freedom in Christ until I realized, you know, like what's, what's one of the first steps, right? You know, you think about like the AA, right? The step, you know, there's a lot of um, biblical foundation, you know, really from from that whole thing. It's like, hey, admitting I have a problem, right? And and not only that, but admitting admitting it to others, I had, I had, have a problem. I, I had to step out of Christian ministry because I realized it's like, wait, I got some junk in my life. And it wasn't just like mentalities and sometimes like sin struggles. It was also like stuff from my past. I never dealt with trauma, pain, you know, things that like had affected the way I view myself, the way I viewed ministry, the way I viewed the Lord. And, and so, and so with that, I, I couldn't in the place lead other people because I, I, I couldn't like I wrestle through those things and be transparent yeah. and be honest because I was supposed to lead other people. And also in the new Testament it talked about like, you know, having your house in order and mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, you, you have to live above reproach if you're going to be. So I go, Hey, I'm not in the place, you know, scripturally, I'm not in the place to be a Christian a Christian leader, right? In the sense of like at a church. And so, mm. and so I've gone through this process and I'm still in this yeah. process, but really the key was the first thing was like, just a having self-awareness and then yeah. be, be going like, okay, like I need to, I need to, uh, you know, make a decision to, to look and say, okay, I, I am not perfect. And that was really the first steps to doing it. And, and slowly, and this is something I've really been working on more and more, is slowly stripping the way of perfectionism, of, of yeah. performance, of, you know, social media, taking the perfect selfie, right? That that hmm. premise culturally is what so many yeah. people do. 
Um, real quick, like just to hit on a few other ones that we can th- talk about. I've talked a lot about um, what you consume, right? Um, I yeah. think uh, what you consume um, uh, on television could really uh, uh, not only when we think about like um, lust, right? Because that's a really big obvious one, especially for men. But envy, right? Uh, mm. I'm all of a sudden I'm I'm wanting I'm I have envy and. Uh, you know, for other people's things, right? I start to prioritize yeah. um, physical things before spiritual things. Like, oh, that's a nice car. That's a nice house. Those are nice things like that. Another thing, uh, you wa- you're watching all of these good-looking people, men or women, right? Oh, they're man. They look so they look so good. Or I mean, I like I like how how their their eyes are or their body is or whatever like that. And then you begin to prioritize these physical physical things over a man or woman of character. You know, you think about yeah. a Proverbs 31 uh, woman, you know, and, and those sort of things. And so all of a sudden, like the things that matter to you can, what did we talk about earlier? Slowly drift away from what God wants to prioritize, wants us to prioritize yeah. in our life. Another one, gossip. Here's a really big one because you're talking about in the workplace and, and we didn't say this. Yep. Man, gossip is like rampant in the workplace and in church world, right? It is. Yeah. It is not good. I've I've didn't realize that um, how much how addictive gossip is. Gossip yeah. feels good. You feel included. You feel like you're in the know, but gossip is not good, right? It it, it feels it, it feeds your flesh just like all these other things, but it's it's not good. I remember leaving ministry, um, and uh, I was at work, and there was this. Uh, we were all remote, and there was this drama with one of my managers, and one, and we were new. We were like the first. We were a few weeks in, and this one kid calls me up, and he's like, "Hey," and I go, "Dude, what happened? So and so got fired or something?" And he goes, "Yeah, yeah, dude. Let me tell you." And I was like, "Hey, you know, actually, just stop. I, this is kind of getting to gossip, and I, I don't want to participate in." And that's the first time, yeah, right? Because it's easy, and even in in the church world to sometimes justify that. And sure. It's, you know, so, so again, these are all different things of not to make you feel bad or make you feel like a terrible person, but really just to be aware of, be aware and, and ask yeah. the Lord, Lord, is there any area of my life that I have uh, that I'm not living with integrity and character? Yeah. What are those things? Yeah. Yeah. And I think another one, and this goes for the home, you know, with family and relationships as well as a workplace attitude is a huge one. Totally. Um, you know, uh, temper, anger, you know, I'll never yeah. forget growing up. I, I struggled with a temper and I would get angry and I, and, and my dad would sit me down time and time again through different periods of growing up and be like, Hey, you got to work on this. Like you got to be aware that this is going to affect you. And now into my adulthood and being married, I realize even like I've done a lot of work and, and, and through that, you know, but I realize that sometimes there's those undertones of what I used to struggle with, like you said, yeah. Donald, you know, and so it's, it's don't be afraid of the process that God has you on of healing, uh, whether that's continual or whether he's brought you fully through that, um, that those things don't creep back in. Because, again, you know, the devil wants to tear us down and integrity is going to be the biggest place that he goes. Yep. Because honestly, uh, in a world, again, where things are kind of upside down with truth and morals and integrity, um, Man, people sometimes like latch onto these pastors who fall morally, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, it's it's not trying to defend what they've done wrong because if they've done something wrong, they've done it wrong. Uh, and man, it just it's unfortunate how common it seems in that it really disrupts people's faith. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's us as as a believer, uh, you maybe as, as someone who's seeking God and trying to figure this whole thing out, or you who's just maybe you know, looking at this saying, man, I, I just want to walk better. I, I really want to, I want to walk in integrity. I want to walk in honesty. I want to figure out what good moral construct looks like in my life for me and my family. It's all those things that are small decisions that equate to what that looks like to be honest and aware of where you're at and yeah. say, okay, I want to change this. I want to make this different. And, and, and man, we got to go back to the word to, to really see God's heart, his character on how we do this. And I think that's how we approach it practically say, okay, I got this situation. I got this work situation. How do I deal with it? Maybe it yeah. involves money, money and finances. And you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, how, how do I do this the right way where I'm going to 
I'm, I'm going to walk as an honorable person that is is honoring the Lord in my life and is going to do well to steward the situation in front of me, whether yeah. that's a work scenario or a project that you've been given uh, and how you're going to steward that well, or it's your family and how you're going to treat them and make that congruent with how you act at the workplace and at church and yeah. that there's not a discrepancy there. And I think that we're all we're all responsible for that uh, is to look at maybe the discrepancies in our life and in our integrity and work on that because to not do that and just act like it's okay and it's perfect well that is that's a flaw you know yeah. and i i know i gotta be responsible for that in myself to work on that and, and to build integrity and so i think it's a process like you said donald like we can't be afraid of that we have to walk it out authentically uh because perfection uh is not necessarily we're imperfect and if we try and, and hold that standard uh we're, we're just not going to make it and we're going to cut ourselves short the entire time and feel like a failure. Whereas God is saying, Hey, I'm going to fill in the gaps and I'm going to help you realize where you can grow. And that's the Holy spirit speaking to us, you know? So I, th I think yeah. we got to be, we got to be practical with it. No, for sure. And I think just to add a little bit to the practice practicality as we, as we close today, um, like Brennan was saying, is just really analyzing those things. Um, you know, Google can be an amazing thing where you can like, hey, scriptures on this, scriptures on that, and find different yeah. references. Yeah. Read different stories, um, and then really, it's just I would say asking the Lord and the Holy Spirit, you know, to just like the Psalm, like, hey, search me, search my heart, oh God. Um, you know, you know, you know, basically, you know the ways within me, right? So, search those things, <clears throat> show me things that I don't see. Mm -hmm. um, read the read the scriptures, and the scriptures can reveal lots of. Uh, things like there's nothing new under the sun, right? So like human nature is human nature and sin struggles are sin struggles, right? So even in the 21st century, even in, in, in this year of 2022, um, you know, it's still applicable. Like there's plenty of scriptures that are, are applicable. Is it 20, yeah. 21st or 22nd century right now? We're in the 20, 21st. We're in the 21st. Okay. I was just making yeah, sure. Yeah. Now I'm being bonehead, man. People are like, you don't know me. Um, <laughs> To 2022 yeah, of know, the 21st I, that's century. What, that's what was throwing me off. <laughs> um, but, and then the other things too, which were, which were really uh, helpful for me is uh, finding men and women of integrity to have conversations yeah. with, to be honest Absolutely. with, to go, Hey, this is, this is where I'm struggling. This is what's going on. Um, or just bouncing things off of, Hey, is this right? Is the way I'm looking at this? Cause I'm yeah. an overthinker. So there's been plenty of times where it's like, not that not not really a big deal and people are like don you're just really overthinking it and i'm like okay cool i just yeah. wanted to make sure you know and so so sometimes it's you know not like this you know sob fest where you're like you know i'm a terrible person but sometimes it's just seeking wise counsel and going like hey am i approaching yeah. this the right way so surrounding yourself with people in the church surrounding yourself with with family members or friends who love the lord who can give you advice from a scriptural perspective is really key because um, yeah, you know, that's why I said with with Christians, because um, it's just you, you know, when you get advice from anybody, it's going to come from the lens of of their life, of of yeah. their moral compass and their moral standard. So if it's not based upon scripture, then you will get a non scriptural, potentially a non uh, scriptural viewpoint. There are some people that um, have certain things towards character integrity that line up with the word of God, even though they're not Christians. Right. Um, and yeah. so, but for the most part, that's, that's what we recommend there. But, uh, but yeah, uh, anything else, Brennan, before I know you said a really good thing at the very end there, but anything you want to add as we wrap up today? No, I think that's it guys. Like realize that it's a journey and, and don't let, um, these things of, uh, cause I think so many things in, in the world, in our life can distract us. Like you said, Donald, like lusting after, people or money or other things can distract us really from the call of God that he has for us uniquely in each of our lives. And so when we bring it back to honesty and integrity and we're honest with ourselves, I think we actually become in a place where we're vulnerable before the Lord uh, and we can become more in tune with that. Yeah. And so I think in our character and our integrity plays a pivotal role in the person that God has called us to be, whether that simply is in our family or the place that we work or the thing that we're doing um, or the calling God has in our life. And so it's, it's, it's such a maybe overlooked thing um, or something we don't always focus on uh, specifically. Um, 
that I, th- I think is so important for us to really uh, gauge what the heart of God is around it. Like Donald just said, seek the word and uh, be encouraged guys. It's a journey for all of us and uh, let's work on it and, and just do better together. So one thing I'll say um, that I forgot, Brendan, and that I know like we're going like way long today, but I, I want to right. make sure I say it. It's a good topic. Um, good topic. Tech, uh, good guys sometimes finish last. And so as hmm. we talk about integrity and, and if you're in te- you know, if you have integrity, you might not be the richest person in the world financially. Um, I, we were just going over the story in, in our Wednesday night study at a church I go to at Reveal, and we we're going over Joseph and the story <clears throat> of Joseph and Potiphar's wife, right? And he was a slave, then he got purchased, then he helped Potiphar, did all this stuff, had favor in the eyes of the Lord. And then Potiphar's wife was like, hey, homie, you look good. And she's like, and, and Potiphar's like, no, I ain't doing that. And then so she <laughs> then was like, no, no, please, please, let's let's sleep together. And he's like, no. And Joseph, like, kept with integrity, fl- fled from her. And then she got mad and said, oh, he tried to he tried to rape me, right? And then all of a sudden, Joseph gets thrown into to prison. Um, and you go, well, well, that's not good, but yeah, that's the reality of it. I I, I don't want to paint a an unrealistic picture because I'm sick and tired of that happening mm. within sermons yeah. and within the church. That like, oh, like it's all sunshine, sunshine and and daisies when it comes to serving God. No, that's not the reality of it. That's just that's right. not the reality. We we have to start preaching the the truth, and the truth is that persecution yeah. comes. The truth is that our reward what what driven by what eternity, temporal, eternal, and so. Yes, yep. did it work out for Joseph in the end? Yes, he got, you know, helped Pharaoh out, but it doesn't always work out like that. There are yeah. plenty of people in history that lived with integrity and were killed and, and it didn't work out or their business, you know, they, they could have probably made five to times more money in their business, but they didn't because they wanted to live with integrity. So just make sure I had to say that because I, you know, some people are like, well, you know, what if it's, well, who cares? If we truly are prioritizing our faith in Jesus, yep. we believe beyond this time on earth is important, is is more important, uh, is that our time in heaven. That is the greater importance of, of we're sowing into the kingdom of heaven. We're giving honor to God and having integrity doesn't always bring great things to us here on earth sometimes. And that nice, then the nice guys do sometimes finish last in that way. But... At the end of the day, as Christians, we finish first because we have the promise that we will be with Jesus, will we be with God for eternity, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, that, that we can, will be in heaven, right, where there will be no bloodshed, no tears, no anything like that. So know that in the short term, integrity might go like, man, at, but in the long term, it is worth it over and over and over again. Amen? Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Awesome. Well, thank you again for listening to the Temporal Eternal podcast. Once again, subscribe on uh, YouTube and leave us a great review on Apple Podcasts. We're also on Spotify as well. We love you guys, and we will see you next week. Take care, guys.